0: Awesome. You ready for it? Are you pumped for the word? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. God is good, eh? Let's pray. Father, I just thank you that you have anointed me just like you anointed Jesus to preach the word. A word in season to those who are weary, a word of breakthrough to those that need a way. In the darkness, we just thank you that you are the light and that you have endured us with power from on high. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Wow, you are awesome. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one working together for the glory of the Father. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Just Jesus is the theme that we have had for this month. And I have a title for you called Know Your Commander-in-Chief. Know Your Commander-in-Chief. When I text Harmony at this week, she says, I just want to take a salute at that title. Wow! Isn't that good? Do you know, in the beginning of time... The first words that the universe ever heard God say was, let there be light. Do you know that God always turns the light on in darkness? The devil wants to keep you in darkness, but God always turns the light on. What a good God we have. That's our commander in chief. Where there is darkness, he brings light. And the enemy, in a time of battle, tries to get the communication stopped so that you get a wrong communication from the commander-in-chief. And the devil really does want you to have the wrong concept of God. And I'm going to turn the light on for you today and tell you that you have a good God. God is not the author of calamities and diseases. Get a load of that. He is not. He gets blamed for accidents. He gets blamed for sickness and disasters. That's the dark, but he is not the author of any of that. And today, I'm going to tell you there is one. Just Jesus, who came to turn the light on for you. Because do you know that Jesus, when he came, he revealed the heart of the Father. The only time that the Father, Eva, is talked about first was when Jesus came. Jesus came to reveal the Father. He came to an orphan planet, who needed to know the Father. That's amazing. God wants you to know that he is your heavenly Father this morning. And just Jesus came to do that. And yes, Jesus did die on the cross. He came to expose the works of the devil. He came to set captives free. But all of that was to reveal What the word tells us in the New Testament, Abba Father. It means Daddy God. Just Jesus came to tell you that there is a dad who loves you. Contrary to what the world might say, because they never give credit for the beautiful trees and the sunflowers that Paul was talking about, they don't wake up and give credit to God, their Father, for the beautiful sunshine. They don't give credit to God for the amazing ocean and the beach that we love to surf at in summer and I like to go jet skiing on. But our Father, Jesus, came to reveal Father. Wow. Jesus was on an assignment. Right, and I'm going to read what Jesus says. You know, there's a vacuum in each and every one of us that was there through the effects of sin in the beginning, in the Garden of Eden. The effects of sin created this vacuum that only a father can fill, a heavenly father. John 1, verse 1. Is it coming up? Hopefully we have some of the good news coming up. There you are. I hope you read your word, by the way. It's amazing. So good, because it's the truth. All right, here we go. In the beginning, this is John chapter 1. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Wow. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. There's a light bulb just gone on right there. Wow. Verse 14 it says, The Word, which is Jesus, became flesh, that's when he was born, and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only. Who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So what did Jesus do? He came full of grace and truth. I love that. He came full of grace and full of truth. And if he came to reveal the Father, that means that God our Father is full of grace and full of truth. So verse 16, from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. That also can be uh, said, we have received grace upon grace. Wow. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus came to reveal the will of the Father. He came full of grace and truth. Grace and truth cannot be separated. If you say to me, oh, I have grace, but you're not walking in the truth, then that's not grace. And if you tell me, oh, I have the truth, but you don't use it with grace, then that's not the truth either. Jesus came with grace and truth. They are a package that goes together. Wow. And you know, it's freeing. Grace is freeing because there's nothing more powerful on us than people who walk in freedom, set free by the blood of Jesus. Only Jesus could do that. Who came full of grace and truth, the truth will set you free. So good. So grace does not pretend there is no sin because it goes with truth. So we don't pretend there is no sin. That's not what grace does. But grace helps us to live victorious over sin. Grace is unmerited favor. It means we have a continuous access to this unmerited favor. So every time Jesus healed, he was displaying the heart of the Father. Every time he did a miracle and fed people, he was saying, this is the heart of the Father. You need to know your commander-in-chief because when you know the heart of the Father, you'll move mountains. So grace does not pretend there is no sin. You know, um, When I uh, met Paul, I asked him, what do you do, do, Paul? And he said, I have thousands of bees. And I thought, he's a keeper. I need to marry him. I'm so glad you got that. He's a beekeeper, yes. And I thought, he's a keeper. I'm going to marry him. So I did. And can you imagine... Can you imagine, on our honeymoon, we wake up and Paul says, So Ruth, I've got all these laws for you now and rules. I'd be like, really? And he said, these are the rules for day one. And I have a look at these rules and I think, Ugh, I can never keep that. And then on day two, he says, Oh, Morning wifey, I've got some more rules for you. Can you imagine how I would be able to keep those rules? That's what the law did. Jesus came to set us free from the law because we could never keep the law, but there was one who fulfilled the law, and his name was Jesus, and he came full of grace and truth. So powerful. Now... We don't really like to always talk about sin and things and stuff ups that we do in our life, but I can tell you that there are consequences and we can get hurt, we can get wounds, we can get burned from things that we do in our life. And I used to live in Kemp Road with Paul and my kids in this house, and we had a fireplace. And one day Paul was going out to work on the, doing his beekeeping. And he brought a bucket through with the wood in the bucket and he put it down and he didn't have time uh, to start the fire. So he said, Ruth, how about you take the hot ash out of the fire, put it, put it in a bucket, but whatever you do, don't put it in this bucket because it's plastic. And I looked at the fire, he says, I'm just rushing out the door and I'll leave you to it. And I went, okay. And I looked at the fire, I looked at the bucket It was plastic, and I looked at where the door was, and I thought, my mind thinks, I can do this. I reckon I can do this. I'm such a fast runner, and it wasn't a big distance to the door. I can so do this. So my mind aligned with what I thought was sense, dumb idea. I put the hot ash as quickly as I could in this plastic bucket, and I ran. Do you think I got to the door? <laughs> Halfway. That's how quick it happened. And I can tell you the bottom just burned to smithereens out of the door. But because I was in the process of dumb idea still running, it just the fire just literally followed and burnt the whole of the line right to the door and out of the door. And I went... Paul is going to kill me. (laughs) He said, do not put the hot ash in the plastic bucket. And I thought, I'm going to cover this up. (laughs) So I go shopping for the biggest mat by the door you could ever find. I got one. I did. I, I found one. So Paul comes from, from work, and thankfully, my husband is not a detail, color scheme guy. He could be there for a year before he ever notices anything. But if I put a number on the mat, because he is math, everything is numbers. He would remember a number before he remembers a name. So if you walks in the door in church with number two on, he'll say, I saw number two. I saw number 10 at church today, but the names, he'll forget. So I had this huge mat there by the door for a very long time before he noticed. And he comes in one day and he went, Oh, we've got a new mat at the door. And I went, Oh, yeah, it's been there for ages. And then he starts looking down. He says, Why is the mat so big? I went, Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, you can't cover up. The mat revealed that underneath was all this big singed lino. That's what sin does. Sometimes it can burn us. And you know what? Grace and truth. Wow, Paul was very gracious, very gracious to me. He forgave me the whole lot. Was wonderful. So, what does grace do? Do you know that grace empowers you? When you have a right revelation of grace, this is why you need to know your commander in chief. Because I've got another verse that I want to bring up. Do you know that grace teaches us to live right? Here it is Titus 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all people. It's to everyone, not just to those that think they're the goody two shoes. Comes to everybody, even the ones that like to cover mats over mistakes that they make. And it says it teaches us, wow, to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self controlled upright and godly lies in this present age. Do you know that you see that is too good to be true? Do you know what the truth is? It's so good, it is true. That's what grace does for you and I. It is so good, it is true. Grace frees you to live righteous I am not righteous because I do right things. I am righteous because God made me righteous and because he is a good God. That's turning the light on right there. That is good news. And Second Peter 1 verse 3 says this, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. That's right, living. Through our knowledge of him. Wow. Do you know your heavenly father this morning who has called us by his own glory and goodness? God is not the author of confusion, but is the author of order. How do I know that? Is there chaos in heaven? There's no chaos in heaven. And you can bring heaven to us when you know Who you are. We need to read the word because the word is truth. This is what the truth is. And the truth sets you free. It says in the beginning was the word. That's what I read. John 1. In the beginning was the word. Do you know that when Moses walked past the burning bush, he actually had to stop and listen before he ever had God's voice. Some of us are rushing around, getting so stressed out with life that we do not stop and listen. There was something else about that burning bush that I really like, which is what the kingdom of God is about, and this is about knowing your commander-in-chief. It says that the burning bush was burning up, but it did not burn out. Do you know that you can save Jesus all the days of your life and never burn out? You can be on fire, but never burn out. You are meant to be on fire here this morning. If you were here a few weeks ago, you will have heard my husband talk about his girl being on fire. I was, literally. It was quite funny, and he still thinks it's a joke but um i actually bent my head down to look at a light that had not has talked about the light that had not been working thinking why is this lamp not working i'd forgotten i'd let a candle right next to it and my hair just went whoosh right up on fire and i called my graceful faithful husband and he came to my rescue that was cool so you can burn, burn, not burn out, you can be on fire, but not burn out. That is the good news of our Heavenly Father. Jesus came full of grace and truth to set you free. When you understand grace, you believe right, you live right. How cool is that? The Father loves us so much, so much that it is true. That's the truth. And Jesus was placed in a garden when he went to the cross and he showed his love for us. He was placed, in, this tomb was in a garden, and there was a stone covering the entrance. There was one way in and one way out. The way was blocked. The exit obstructed. Do you think Jesus could come out from such a way? i tell you what, the enemy wants to keep truth from getting out there. He wants to keep grace and truth locked up. But God the Father wanted to release grace and truth to you so that you could live a victorious life. Wonderfully, we do not need to keep grace and truth locked up. When you know who he is, you discover who you are. Isn't that amazing? When you know who he is, you discover who you are. Now, there was a true story of a father and a son. They were art collectors. The father was an art collector. He loved amazing pieces of art. And every weekend, his father and son, they would go away all over the world and collect amazing, priceless pieces of art. And they'd put them up in um, their house. And one day the war came, and his son was called up to go to war. And during the war, he'd send letters out to his father so he had news about him. And then the letters stopped, and the father feared the worst that something had happened to his son. And one day the letter came to say that his son had passed away in action. And he was so grieved, he missed his son terribly. And one day there was a knock at the door. And standing there, there was this soldier, and he had a package in his hand. And he said, I am a a friend of your son's. And he says, I have come to tell you that he died saving me. And he says that I'm a bit of an artist. And he said, I captured and drew you, I drew you, painted the portrait of your son. And I want you to have this to remind you of your son." And the father was so overwhelmed, he took the painting of his son and he put it up in his home amongst all the pieces of famous art, amongst the Rembrandts and the Van Goghs. He put his son above the fireplace. And anyone that ever came to visit, he talked about his son to them. And finally, over the years, the father died as well. And all these pieces of art went up for auction. All these other art collectors in the world came over for this big auction because they were excited they were going to try and bid on some famous pieces of art. And so the auctioneer starts and he brings out the first piece of art. And it's this portrait of the sun. And... He says, can I have a bid? Can I have a bid? Who's going to bid for this picture of the sun? And no one bids. And they're yelling, we don't want the sun. We want the famous pieces of art. And no one is bidding. And finally, at the back, someone stands up, which is the soldier who had painted the portrait. And he said, I have $10 in my pocket. I will give you $10 for the sun, for the portrait. And he takes it, and the auctioneer puts his gavel, I think you call it, down. And he said, the auction is now closed. And all these art dealers are like, but we came to receive the rest. And the auctioneer said, the father's wishes were, he who receives the son receives everything. And I can tell you that when you receive the son, You receive everything. That is knowing your commander-in-chief, that he has blessings upon blessings, grace upon grace that he wants for you. When you receive the Son, you receive everything that our commander-in-chief has for you. And it is good. It's grace upon grace. So it is important to know the heart of your commander-in-chief. Because he says to us that we are to reign in life. That's not to reign in the, once, in the misty future of the kumbayas when you get to heaven. That's to reign right now. This is what Romans 5 says. For if by the trespass of one man, that was Adam, death reigned through that one man, how much more? There you go. How much more blessings has God got for you? That's the whole package of the art collection right there. He's got much more. Will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? You can reign in life right now, right here in Kiri. You can reign in life for the rest of your life here. Isn't that amazing? And who is it that reigns? You have a title. Who reigns? A king reigns. And what does a king do? A king decrees things. What are you speaking out through the week? Is it victorious language of heaven, like a king rules and reigns? Or is it, oh, I just am not strong. I'm so weak. I can't do this. I can't get this. I'm not going to be able to provide for my family. How can I? A king decrees. Do you know that in the book of Job it says, decree a thing and it will come to pass. Tell you what, I decree things. Too right I do. No matter what it looks, I do what it says in the word. I call things that are not as though they are. I decree things, and that is what reigning in life is for each one of you here. That's what your commander-in-chief has for you, reigning in life. Grace empowers us to rule and reign in life. And so, Daniel 11, verse 32. This is for you, church. You go away with this verse, and hopefully it will come up the so end one, the end part one. But the people who know their God, do you know your commander in chief? Do you know the heavenly father? Because what does it say? That's not the correct tra- uh, translation. I'm going to read it out here because I like it better. It says, the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out weak things. No, great exploits. Do you know what that means? It says you can speak the word and you can move mountains. I move mountains. I move Paul every day. It's great. Yes, go, Paul. I move mountains every day. Come on, Paul, you can do this. He gets up and he does it. It's good. Yes, you can reign in life. I have a good husband, just saying I love him. He's great. He's got a great sense of humor because he's a king. He reigns in life and he has that joy on the inside. Awesome church, reign in life. You can do great exploits. You can move mountains. You are on the winning team. It's the Just Jesus team. You might think you need something else. You don't. You just need Jesus. And he came to reveal the heart of the Father You have a good God who is so good. He has grace upon grace for you. I think we we can stand and we have something to give God. Thank you for it. Thank you, guys.